Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. We're excited you're here, and we hope today's message encourages you, builds your faith, and brings you hope for the future. May God bless you as you listen in to today's message. I want to get back into the Word of God today, and i got two more parts. I know that I already can tell you I, I, I can't get this message done. This will be part one of part two. I'm going to have part two next week. And then I'll, I'll close this series, Equipped. God has equipped us. Over these last few weeks, we talked in Mark about God has equipped us with love. The greatest thing is love. Without love, you have nothing. You can have all the gifts. You can have all the faith in the world. But if you have not love, you have nothing. You know, God talked about joy. If you don't have joy, you're not going to be motivated or compelled to want to do something in your life. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't have joy in going to your job, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to want to go to your job because I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. And so because I don't have joy, I'm unmotivated to do something. And the same thing is that God says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the reason why he said that is he wants you to have joy in serving him. If you lose that joy or that connection with God, guess what? It's going to be a drudgery serving God. So God says, listen, I want you to have the joy of the Lord in me so that you have excitement and zeal and fun when you do serve me. And so that's what God says. I'm going to give you the joy and the excitement of serving me. But we have talked about peace. If you have peace, peace that passes all understanding. And the reason why God gives us peace is because in the midst of peace, we're able to make right decisions. But you know and I know that when storms come our way, a lot of times we make decisions in crisis times. And we don't think it through and we don't make the right decision because we're not thinking correctly or walking in peace. So God wants us to remain in peace. He wants us to remain in joy. He wants us to remain in love. But today, I want to talk to you about something that's very crucial, very crucial. One of the words today that I want to share about is faithfulness. God has called us to be faithful. Today in our society, you can see that the word commitment is very less uh, useless sometimes. We, I commit this and I commit to doing that. And a lot of times when we commit that, we break our commitment. The Bible says God is not take, doesn't take pleasures in fools who, who make a vow. If you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling your vow, for God has no pleasures in fool. A vow means making a commitment or walking faithful and blameless before God. So God says when you make a vow to God, do not delay in fulfilling that vow, for he has no pleasures in fools. So in other words, God says, listen, I expect you to walk it out, be faithful, be committed to the task. So in saying that, what does faithfulness mean? It'll be on the screen. Faithfulness means this, a steadfast spirit, staying true to something, staying true to something. Watch this, committed to the task, and look at this, and an I don't quit attitude. How many know that everything starts with the mind? The mind is a seed. The seed is the beginning, and it gets to the heart, and out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you have an I don't quit attitude, you are determined like a pit bull that I'm going to stay to the task. I'm not going to quit in the middle of the stream. How many of you wives can say that your husbands have started a task and it's still not done yet? Don't have to raise your hand. Oh, she's bold enough. But you're sitting there, honey, when are you going to get it done? Or how many of you husbands can say, honey, when are you going to clean the house? You started, but it's not done. Oh, look at that. It's brave right there. 
But you understand what I'm saying? Being faithful means I'm going to see the task through. I'm going to follow through in what I say. And then faithfulness is this. Faithfulness says I am all in with no holding back. I'm all in. God says, listen, if you are lukewarm, he's going to spool you out of his mouth. And the reason why he says that is that shows that you're not all in. He wants you to either be hot or cold. He wants you to be all in for God. God doesn't want just a part of your heart, but all of your heart. Nothing else will do. A little bit of yeast works through a whole batch of dough. And so God doesn't say, listen, I don't want you to give me 99% of your heart because that 1% is a crack that the enemy he could come in. I want you to be sold out and radical and committed, walking faithfulness and being blameless before me each and every day. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, he says, I die daily. In other words, when he says, I die to my will, my flesh, myself, my desires, my dreams, my hope, and I pick up the cross and I follow Jesus. Picking up the cross means I surrender and I commit and I'm fully into you. Amen? Here's another one. Faithfulness says, I will continue to push on or to push on regardless of the pressures or the tasks that are at hand. In other words, God, it may get stormy, it may get rough in my times of life, but God, I'm not going to quit when the storms come. I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to throw in the towel. You see, my uh, uncle, Uncle Gary... In Illinois, he used to make the space shuttle panels, the panels you put on the space shuttle. And he used to make those, and he was telling us one time at a family reunion about these space shuttle panels. And he said they're heat-treated, they're, they're, they're uh, pliable for pressure, they won't break under stress, and they're just this, man, great panel that just doesn't crack and, and shatter and go under heat stress. And he says the reason why we make them is because of this. He said when the space shuttle goes through the space orbit, and what happens is it reaches a point when it hits the sound barrier. And when it hits the sound barrier, that space shuttle, what happens, all of a sudden it starts shaking frantically. It just starts shaking frantically. And that astronaut has a decision. Either I'm going to keep the pedal to the metal or I'm going to take off my foot and retreat and go backwards. And so the astronaut has to make that decision at that time to keep the pedal to the metal. And the moment he keeps the pedal to the metal and breaks through that sound barrier, guess what happens? It's peaceful. And that's where you see like the, the, the spaceship just kind of like it's glow, uh, just floating in the air. It's because it reached and it broke through the sound barrier. And sometimes in life what happens, you're going to go through struggles to test your faithfulness. Are you a quitter or are you a winner? You see, nobody ever remembers second place. They only remember first place. Those who accomplish, those who finish the finish, those who finish the race. And so many times what happens when we hit that sound barrier, we start to shake. And when we start shaking, guess what we do? We start panicking. And when we start panicking, what we do is we start taking in control all our problems instead of allowing God to help us through. And God said, just be still and know that I am God. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I, I love what Paul is saying to the church of Corinth there. He's encouraging the church and he's reminding the church of who God is. So today, as your pastor, 
I'm reminding you of who our God is. Sometimes we need a reminder. Amen? Because when we're going through the storms of life, sometimes we're like in a maze and we forget the mercies and the goodness and the grace of God. And sometimes we need a reminder. Aren't you glad that God sent the Holy Spirit to remind us of the truths of God's word? I'm not the Holy Spirit, but I am the pastor that leads you to greener pastors. And one of the ways I want to lead you today is to remind you that God is faithful. You got that? He is faithful. He will see things through the end. He doesn't quit in the middle of the stream even when you think so. I love what he says in Isaiah 55, 11. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your ways. And so when you think you got God figured out and how God's going to do this, that's when you don't because God works out in his way and not your way. And God works on his timing and on his clock and on yours. But he goes on to say this. I love this. He said, God is faithful. God is faithful. Can you say that right off the bat? God is faithful. Now, now watch this. Watch this. Who has called you in the fellowship. Now, get this. In other words, God gave you an invitation. You will never know when someone calls you if your phone don't ring or vibrate in your pocket while you got it off right now, right? And when it vibrates, it tells you, hey, someone's called me. Right? I remember when I was going to a, an African-American church. Man, they would get onto the song, Jesus on the main line, tell them what you want. Jesus on the man, a sister tambourine be going, hats be flying all over the church there in St. Paul. I mean, Jesus on I mean, it was hilarious. It was fun. Come on, Pastor Andrew, you know what I'm talking about. Right? Jesus on the main line. You know what? He's calling you. And you know, when God calls, he calls you as an individual. He doesn't call you just as an assembly like he does right now. If God knows every hair on your head, get this, if God knows every hair on the head, guess what? He also has your phone number. He also knows who your name is. He also has a direct line to you. He can call you as individuals. He's given you a personal invitation to come into fellowship with him. But here's the great thing. You ever notice when they, the first miracle that Jesus did is when Jesus turned the water into wine. What happened when at that, that, that wedding? They ran out of wine. And because they ran out of wine, what did Jesus do? He didn't want to bring embarrassment to the bride and to the groom. So what did he do? He performed his first miracle. You know Why? He wanted to show himself faithful, but he also wanted to show that there's no lack in the kingdom of God. Amen. Now watch this. So when Jesus calls you into fellowship, you are walking into or stepping into the faithfulness of God. 
You are stepping into the faithfulness of God, that my God will supply all thy needs according to your glorious riches. I am the God that healeth thee. Thy word will not return void. It will accomplish that which it said it will do. So in other words, what Jesus says, when you step over that threshold and you come into fellowship with me, you are walking into the presence of a faithful God where his yes and amen is established forever and his promises are never broken. Come on, somebody say amen. If you can't get excited about that, your wood is wet, right? Because that's what you're stepping into. Watch this. Who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our God is faithful to his word, to his promises, and to his people. That's you. That's you. That you are stepping into the faithfulness of God. That's why we can go to God. <laughs> God, here I am. That's why Paul said, I delight in myself when I'm weak because when my weakness, he's made strong. He shows himself faithful to me. Listen, God can never lie or take his hope away from us. You know what that hope is? That hope is the light at the end of the tunnel. But you know what that hope stands for? Without faithfulness, there wouldn't be hope. Without hope, you wouldn't have the, the excitement of his faithfulness. So hope and faithfulness, they intertwine, they dovetail together to remind you that you are walking in the hope and the faithfulness of God. He cannot lie or take his hope from you. God does not base, now you got to get this, God does not base his faithfulness on your works. He bases his faithfulness on your love, your faith, and your commitment to him. It's not by works that you have been saved, but it's by grace, Mark. It's by grace that you have been saved today that I'm allowing you to walk into the fellowship of the faithful God who said, I'll supply all your needs. At my father-in-law's funeral, my daughter had the opportunity to be a part of the service. And one of the things that she read that many of you can quote, and the reason why you quote it is because when you quote it, it brings comfort to you and healing to you, and it brings a sense of security to you, and that is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. And the thing is that why is that there is because your Lord is your shepherd. He leads you. He leads you in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And he leads you down path of righteousness for his namesake. And the reason why is because he will never let the righteous be forsaken or the seed begging for bread. That's you. Somebody say Amen. I love Psalms 89. I want to encourage you throughout this week or even tomorrow, read Psalms 89. Psalms 89 is a psalmist, David, talking there. And that whole chapter, that whole chapter deals about the faithfulness of God. 
it deals about the faithfulness of God. And when I read this chapter again, I read the Bible, I don't know how many times, back and front, everything in between. I read it so many times. I wore out seven Bibles. I've given them to my kids. This is my seventh Bible, eighth Bible, excuse me, that I wore them out from cover to cover. I showed some of my staff members. I love to devour the word. Ezekiel said, the word is like honey to my lips. I love to devour the word. But when I was reading this chapter, and I want to encourage you, read Psalms 89, Psalms 89, David talking about the faithfulness of God. But for the sake of time, I picked out three distinct things on God's faithfulness in Psalms 89. So if you have your Bibles and you want to write this down, Psalms 89, verse 2. Watch what he says. I declare that your love stands firm forever. Now listen, God doesn't base his love on how much you do for him. God's love is established to you forever. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his best and nothing less. And all he wants from you is love in return. They say what women always want, they want to feel loved, accepted, and appreciated in a white house with a picket fence. Well, you got all that with God. He says, I declare your love stands firm forever. Now watch this. That you have established, you have established. In other words, it will not move. It will not be shaken under circumstances, pressures of hardships of life. God's love is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not based on conditions. God loves you. That's why we say at this church, you are welcome no matter who you are, what you've done, or where you came from. You are loved. And the reason why you're loved, if we can't love you the way Christ loved you, then we shouldn't open the doors here at Adventure Church. We love you just as you are, and so does Jesus. Come on. Somebody say amen. That's what it's all about. He said his love has established your faithfulness. Now watch this. Your faithfulness in heaven itself. You know, I, I do a lot of counseling. I got appointments tomorrow. And a lot of times in my counseling, here's the questions that people say to me. This is true stories. People say to me, Pastor, why does God care about me? He's in heaven anyways. God doesn't care. He's in heaven. He's, he went in, he's heaven. He's up there at the right-hand side of the Father. Why does God care? He doesn't carry so far away. He's in orbit. I said, God cares in heaven. You know, I always look about when I, when I see this scripture, God is like an eagle. He sees all. Do you know that an eagle can see for three miles? You know that an eagle can dive at 85 miles an hour on its prey? Do you know what the eagle does when it gets tired? It just spreads out its wings, and guess what? It just goes with the current. God sees all, knows all, and hears all. And you know what he does? He sits there at the right-hand side of the Father, and he sees you. He sees you. Now get this. Not only does he see you, but the Bible said he makes intercession for you. So what he does, he says, Dave, hey, God, God, I see Dave in need. God, I, I see David. I, I, I can see him down there. Look, Dave's going through some struggles. Nelda's going through some situations in her body. God, I see that. And you know what God has moved upon? He's moved upon seeing you in your situation. And as a father takes care of the son, 
So does our Abba Father take care of you. So he reaches down from heaven. And he pours out his Holy Spirit through the agent of the Holy Spirit. And he comes to your aid and he touches you right where you're at. Ah, God is good. But look at what he says in verse 8. You got to get this one. In verse 8 he goes on to say, who is like you, Lord God Almighty? You, Lord, are mighty and faithful and your faithfulness surrounds you. You know why he says mighty? Because no matter what battle you get into, you and God make a majority. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And the God that we serve, no matter how many battles he gets in, he's never lost one. And if you are on God's side, guess what? You might go through some pains. You might get a black guy. You might go through this. But you're going to be like that old Territon commercial, that cigarette commercial. I'd rather fight than switch, right? I'd rather fight than switch. We may come up bruised and we may come up scarred. But you know what? In the end, we will win because we serve a mighty God. But then he goes on in verse 33. Check this one out. I love this. He says, but I will not take my love from him. Nor will I ever betray my faithfulness. Woohoo! Guess what? God doesn't give you something and take it away. That's why he says his gifts and his calling are irrevocable. God doesn't take away his faithfulness or his commitment. Remember, it's established forever towards you. The only one that walks away from him is you. God said, I'm established. But here's the things. Faithfulness in heaven. I love this. If you got, you can write this down. Three areas of his faithfulness. Number one, faithfulness in heaven as we talked about. As we raise our voices to him, it touches his heart, the heart of him, to show his faithfulness to us. To show his faithfulness to us. As we are faithful to God. How many of you know that, man, when you treat your wife with respect and love her, she's like a cat that will purr in your lap. Whatever you want, honey. Man, baby, yeah. You mean even the S word too, baby? Yeah. Figure that one out. Come on, we're adults, right? My baby does. You know. You don't even know that one. Come on, man. Where, where are you at? You don't even know none of that. You don't know none of that. Amen. But you know what? God is faithful. And that's what you have to understand that God said, I'm faithful. Man, when you are faithful, you touches the heart of God, and he's moved upon your circumstances in life. I love this. Praises go up. Man, I always say when we lift our hands to the spiritual antennas to God, we're tuning in like a radio station getting tuned in and hearing the praises of his God. He said when praises go up, his blessings and his faithfulness come down. How do you remember the times when you, Man, maybe are tired. Johnny Cash, I'm so tired and so weary. Right? But you know what? I remember many times when I'm tired. Man, weak when I kneel. Weak when I kneel. But powerful when I rise. You know why? Because I had an encounter with a faithful, mighty, awesome God. God is faithful. Number two, he surrounds himself. 
<laughs> you get that? When God, put, when I wrote this out the other day, God's faithfulness, God's faithfulness is like an expensive perfume that fills the air with confidence and assurance that everything is going to be okay. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. How many know you got a feeling? Come on. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right, be all right, be all right, be all right. You got that feeling? You know why? Because the aroma, the presence, and the faithfulness of God is here. I remember when I first became a Christian. I'll never forget these. If you're a new Christian, you might want to try this. But I, I remember laying on my bed. I used to have a water bed at the time. How many had a water bed at the time? Messed up your back, but you still had a water bed, right? And I had a water bed, and I'll never forget when I was going through my drunken stupor in life and just coming out of that for the, my next three months of going through withdrawals. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. Lanny Wolftrail used to sing a song, and I know I'm dating myself, but Lanny Wolftrail used to sing a song, Surely... The presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I used to lay in my water bed, sometimes thinking maybe I was still high. But I was getting high on the most high. I was taking in the aroma of Christ. And as I did, it assured me. Get this, folks. Get this in your nowhere. You know, my dad always said, you got to get it in your nowhere before you're going to get to know it. You got to get it in your know it to know it. I remember, man, God, if you are faithful, you got to help me get out of this cocaine addiction. God, you got to get me to get out of this alcoholic addiction. God, you got to help me. And God, surely the presence of his faithfulness, the aroma of Christ, visited me right there on that waterbed. And I had an encounter with God. And through the night for three months, I sweated out T-shirt one right after another, right after another, probably four or five a night. My sister laying at the foot of my bed praying for me every day. And guess what? The aroma, the faithfulness, the mighty God. God came and he visited me and God is not a respecter of person and he can visit you right now. He's faithful. Our God is faithful. Don't you ever waver upon the rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not, shall not prevail against it. And you are the church and God is faithful to his word and he's faithful to his people and he will show up at the right time because God is the on-time God all the time. Yeah. Amen. He's an on-time God. 
I love this. God will never betray his faithfulness to us. God does not grade us as a report card, but as his sons and his daughters. How do you know that's true? He doesn't, man, grade you as a report card that you're an A student to an F student. God says you're all an A student in my eyes. Some time ago when I was pastoring in Watertown, excuse me, in Grand Junction, Colorado, my older son snuck on our bus there at the church. We had a church bus, and my older son stuck, snuck on the bus with a couple other kids and a girl on the bus. Hey. <laughs> Woo. And my son and Amanda, her name was Amanda Lynn, right? You don't know none of that. That's right. You don't know none of that. Lisa's right on. She's tracking. And, and my son and another gentleman and my, my son Amanda and a couple other kids, they got on the bus. And I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. My son, whoo, he kissed Amanda. He didn't have his chapstick, but he kissed her. And you know what, man? It was a Sunday night. We just came out of Sunday night service. And I'll never forget, man, there were so people who just were upset. They were upset at my son that he kissed Amanda. And so they were, man, mad at me. But then they used this, and I fired back at them. And I want you to hear this. Lauren, his name was, fired back at me, and he said, Pastor CJ, your son, he's a pastor's kid. He should know better. I turned and looked at him and said, no, he's not a pastor's kid. He's my kid. You don't grade my kid as being a pastor's kid. I'm a pastor. He's a kid, and he's going to make mistakes just like you will. So let me tell you something. I love my kid, and so what if he kissed the girl and made her cry? You know what so many times what happens is we want to be in this pious attitude. Well, can God love that person? Oh, do you see what they're doing? Oh, you can't. God, could you imagine if he didn't leave the 99 and come after you? You'd be out on the street. You'd be homeless from the absence and the presence of God. And you know what? He tried to label my kid as a pastor's kid. Instead of Rick James Johnson. And God accepts you just as you are. <laughs> so when you say amen, God can never go against who he is and who we are to him. Amen. You got to get that. Who you are to him. You are important to God. I love what it says in 2 Timothy and I know time's getting away, but 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, it says this. Now watch this with every action. Remember, I always say this because we have to do our part. Draw closer to God. He'll draw closer to you. With every action, there's a reaction, correct? Here's our action step. If we are faithful, if we are faithful, not your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or the person to the right or to the left of you, He's talking about you. 
Talking about you. You know what? You are not going to be able to ride on the shirt tails of your mom and dad when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We're all going to be standing before God individually. He's either going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. So we're all going to stand. And so we have a choice. Just like today, you had a choice of what you wore. You had a choice. I'm going to wear this, Mom, or I'm going to wear this, Dad. Honey, I'm going to wear this. Why are you going to wear that? I'm not matching with you. We got to have that. How many know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right? You had a choice. And it's a choice to follow God. God will never twist your arm, force you to follow him. He said, listen, come follow me, and I what? Make you fishers of men. My sheep heareth my voice, and they follow after me. You notice what that means? That the shepherd is out leading his sheep. He's not behind the sheep, prodding his sheep. The sheep know his voice. They trust him. They make a choice. They know that they can put their dependency in him. And so what do they do? Where you lead me, Lord, I will follow. You got it? So, God, I'm following it. Bah, bah. I'm following. Bah. Where are you leading God? Bah. Sometimes when we're following, does he know what he's doing? Man, does he understand what's up? Man, he's leading us down a dusty road. Bah, bah. God, where you lead me, I will follow. Right? And he goes on to say, he remains faithful. You see? Do your part. He remains faithful. No for he cannot disown himself. What is he talking about? What did he say in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9, or 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9? That God is faithful. He can't disown who he is. You got it? He is faithful. He is faithful. God never gives up on you. So don't you ever give up on him. Don't you ever give up on him. Don't be convinced that God's given up on you. That's a lie. The Bible says in John 8, verse 44, that the devil is the father of lies. He doesn't hold to the truth. And where's the battlefield of the mind? Is the biggest target that he comes at you. And what does he want you to do? Does your God really care about you? Holly, does your God really care about you? Does he really love you? Does he really care? Man, if he really cared, why are you going through this? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Stop listening to the peanut gallery. The peanut gallery sometimes roars louder than God's voice. You remember in the word of God it says, in the thunderstorms, they thought it was God. In, the, in all the tragedy that was going on, they thought it was God. But no, it was in the whisper that it was God. God doesn't have to roar sometimes. He says, just be still. It's all right. I got a feeling. Everything is going to be all right. Somebody say amen. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus, Jesus Christ. is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You sum that up. You know what that means? Jesus is the same. Past, present, and future. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Past, present, and future. 
You can bank on that. You know what? I always say, I got CDs. I love CDs. I'm not talking about CDs you put in your car like we were driving to Forest Lake and had to close my father-in-law's banking account on uh, Friday. And we put in the carpenter's love. Look at the two of us. Strangers in many ways. I looked at my wife and said, honey, am I a stranger? I said, no, you're my pookie baby. <laughs> you know when I talk about CDs? CDs is this, Christ dividends. When you walk in fellowship with God, you got CDs, Christ dividends. And every one of those CDs you can cash out with his faithfulness. That God will turn your scars into stars, your stumbling blocks into stepping stones. He can turn it around, take your mess and give you a message. Why? Because we serve a God who is faithful. Go ahead, Pastor Andrew. I got to give him some hope. <laughs> Galatians chapter 2. Look at what Paul says. I told you it would be part one and part two. I'm only on page three and I got more pages. Galatians chapter 2, you got to get this now. Look what Paul is saying. Paul had to crucify himself in order to gain more of Christ. You see, what Christ wants, he wants empty. He doesn't want you to come full, but he wants you to come empty. And how you come empty is dying to yourself. That, God, you will fill me up with new things. He says this, I have been crucified with Christ. In other words, I died to the flesh, my will, my desires, my ways, God, my thoughts. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that you're a part of the family of God? Amen. He said, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. In other words, God, I want to be like John the Baptist where it says in John 3, I decrease that you may increase. Lord, fill me up with more of your presence, your power, your spirit, your wisdom, your guidance, your direction for my life. God, because not my will. Get this. I'm saying this to you, but the best example is the one who's gone through it, right? When Jesus, now you got to get this. Jesus, even to the point of being on the cross, bleeding, suffering, beaten and scarred and wounded. He was on the cross looking down at the persecutors that were harassing him and spitting on him and doing all what they did. He cried out these very words, Lord. If it be your will, God, let this cup pass from me. In other words, Jesus laid down his life and he gave it for you and I. And because he gave it for you and I, guess what? You and I now have life and life more abundantly. And Jesus wants us to lay it down. God, not my will. Lord, not, not my will be done. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is 
Galatians 5, verse 22, as we close, says this, but the fruit of the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, now lives in you. Don't you know that you are a temple of God and God's Spirit lives in you? Anyone who destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same Spirit that Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. I want to know Christ in the power of his resurrection and fellowshipping him and suffering. The same Spirit lives in you. And that spirit that now lives in you is this. The fruit of the spirit is love. Even when people are unlovable, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Joy. Peace. Forbearance. Kindness. Goodness. Here we are. Faithfulness. Will God find you faithful? Will God find you faithful? I close with these two questions. Let me ask you a couple questions. Are you faithful to God only when things are going good? It's easy to do that, huh? God, I love you. You're so awesome, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second question. Are you still faithful to God when you're going through hard times? God, what'd you bail on me? What happened? Yesterday you were praising him. Today you rejected him. God said you can't be a double-minded man. If you're a double-minded man, you'll be unstable in all your ways. Either you're all in or you're not at all. I'm sold out and I'm radical for God. I'm faithful regardless of what comes before me. No weapon, no fear will come against me in Jesus' name, for I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus our Lord. You can never be a conqueror if you're not being faithful. Conquerors are one who are faithful when they go through the battle. So this is this. I close. Many believers have a plant relationship with God. They uproot when things go bad. Oh, I don't like this piece of soil. We're going to go over here. It's not producing. I don't like you know, eventually you do that. You destroy the root system of that plant, and the plant eventually dies. you got to bloom where you plant it. And where you bloom where you plant it is, God, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking stand. God, I'm going to be faithful to the end. I know, God, I may not be so fast. It doesn't, God doesn't care how fast or slow you go. He just wants you to go, remain faithful, steadfast, and committed to him. That's what God wants for you. Will you stand with me today? I'll tell you, I told you, I, I told my staff and my board, I, I, I was so excited when God gave me this message. I wrote it, man, at my kitchen table. Normally I'm just like, out at my cabin. But when God gave me this message, it burned it on my heart. Just burned it on my heart because this is a big thing. Today that faithfulness or that C word commitment is a hard thing to do. But I've always been told, when things get tough, the tough get going. And so I want to encourage you, hang in there. God said, if you remain faithful, he will remain faithful to you. Amen. As you're standing this morning, 
I really feel in my heart. I really do. I wasn't going to do this. But I really feel, I know that some want to go watch different things. Football, I don't even want to mention because some are here for it, some are against it, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I feel in my heart, I really do. And some of you just need to be prayed for. Say, Pastor, I'm on shaky ground right now. I'm on shaky ground right now. I need, I need prayer. I need to have the errands and hers lift me up. I need to be encouraged in my spirit. Here's what it says. If you are ashamed before men of me, I will be ashamed before my Father of you. And if you need prayer today, I'm not going to ask you to bow your head, close your eyes. But I feel so strong in my heart this morning. I feel so strong in my heart this morning that some of you need prayer. And if you need prayer, Pastor Andrew's going to play. And I want you to step out. Just come on. Just don't have to worry. Come on. Nobody's looking. Nobody's going to frown on you. If you need prayer, just step out. I know we need to lift up Chris Palmer and Rick Palmer. Chris just lost her brother. If you need prayer, step out. Come on up to these altars. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just come on. Just step out. Come on. Just step out. Let God. This young lady today, come over here. This young lady today, she just lost her husband. She said to me, she said, Pastor, how did you know to come up to me? The Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart. I need some ladies to come and gather around her and support her and uplift her right now. I need some ladies. Come on, prayer warrior ladies. Come on. You need to get around this lady. She needs some help today. She lost her husband. Hallelujah. I want Dave. I want you to come stand by my brother. He's facing some struggles. He's facing some issues. I want some. Come, come, Mark, come on, stand with my brother. Come on. Stand with my brother. Come on. I want some ladies to come and stand with us right here, mother and daughter. Thank you for the card, by the way. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. I need some ladies. Come on, Lucy. Let's gather around and let's pray. Let's believe. Let's believe. This is my good friends. They're from one of my previous churches. Bill, I need some guys to come around. Come on, Stephen. Come on, Anya. Come on, gather around. Gather around these folks. Let's pray and believe for them. They need us today. They need us today. They need us today. They need God's faithfulness to show through right now. Man, God can come in the twinkling of an eye. He can change your circumstance in the twinkling of an eye. Let's believe. Come on, pray with them. Pray with them. Look them in the eye, Bill, and pray with them. Pray with them. Look them in the eye. Pray with them. Come on. Let's believe. Father, we come before you. We know that, God, nothing's impossible with you. You are a faithful God. You see things through the end. You don't quit in the middle of the stream. You are faithful to your word, to your promises, to your people. You are faithful. And I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you will show yourself faithful to the areas of need of these people here today. God, show yourself mighty. You're like an expensive perfume, the aroma of Christ that hits the nostrils of every one of these individuals right now to bring assurance, confidence, and hope that everything is going to be okay because you are faithful to their needs. Lord, bless them and encourage them. And Father, for this congregation today, someone may have not come forward and maybe they're at their place right now and where they're standing they just need you, God, to show yourself faithful to them. I pray, God, that you will answer their prayer and hear their cry. Because you said you respond to their hearts and the cries of the righteous. 
And I pray that God, as they cry out to you, that God, you will not turn a deaf ear to them. As you say in your word, your ear is not too, your arm is not too short to save, nor your ear too dull to hear. God, you hear their cries, Lord. Touch and bless and minister, I pray in Jesus' name. Come on, help me know he's faithful today. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us. You can make an easy and safe donation on our website, www.adventurechurchsiren.com give. Thank you for your generous donation.